Welcome to Coys in the Herd, episode 20, season one. I don't know why I did that round the other way, because I normally do it season one, episode 20, whatever. Um, we're here with Rav and Bones, and we are going to break down Palace. We're going to talk about Pompey. Uh, we're going to talk about the Qatari stuff. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Gareth Bell, obviously. We'll bring him into the fold somewhere. And yeah, I guess I suppose we better talk about the North London Derby as well. As that's rearing its ugly head in a few days. Not looking forward to that. Not looking forward to that at all. No, really? All right, well, let's, let's, let's not dive into that just yet. Let's just, because um, obviously, based off the last podcast, we was talking, you know, it was pretty bleak. One of the bleakest pods, yeah, I think, out of this season's episodes. Uh, on the back of the Villa loss, uh, there was talks about Conte potentially leaving uh, or, you know, there was talk about Poch coming in. I know I was leaning towards that, but it wasn't because I want Conte out. Just to reaffirm my point, it was uh, it was more just because I want to see Conte get backed. And if he's not going to get backed, you know, he might as well fuck him off. But I don't really want to, I don't think there's, there's any need to go into that conversation again today. Uh, so just to quickly go through the games, because obviously we didn't pod after the Palace game, so it's probably worth talking about that first. Uh, Bonesy, what was your what was your feelings about Crystal Palace? I know that obviously first off wasn't a good again, and a, a prime example of Tottenham half Spurs. Um, but yeah, what was your feelings after after the Palace game? Did you feel better? Did you have a bit more optimism about where we're going uh, for the rest of the season? Yeah, slightly. Um, it, yeah, watching that game, it just felt like at half time, Conte pressed the button and, or, yeah, pressed the button and said, yeah, play. And, yeah, I, I, I know we've touched on it before, but I definitely think the way he sets us out, he, Part of me does feel, feel like it's intentional because and that a little tweak in the way we are positioned on the pitch, either advanced more 10 yards further, just little tweaks here and there that he's probably drilled into the players time and time again over like the training sessions and that it goes right, right now revert to formation A and that formation A um, consists of right. In this phase, you're there, you're there. I think they've got it drilled down in training. And I think he's been holding it. I've said it all season. I think he's been holding us back a little bit. So what fucking formation have we been playing up until formation A? No, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what formation is, have we been playing for the last year? Oh, mate. Okay, or, you've, said, you've I, said before about you think he shackles us. And you know what? I, I can kind of see a bit of logic in what you're saying. But yeah, uh, all right, that's fine. 
I, I see the point you're making. I do, I do see some logic in it. I must say, I do. I do think there is a little bit of withholding from uh, Mr. Conte. Uh, Rav, what's your feelings, just briefly, uh, on on that game? Do you think Luke's got? Uh, he's on the summing, or do you think there's a little I bit think, more to it? Usually, uh, I mean, usually, I think Luke's right, but I thought in this game, what was different was we started a bit better. I thought we played pretty well for the first 10, 15. And then Palace just dominated us for like until the end of the first half. And then after we came out, we just sort of put them to bed. But um, but yeah, I don't know why I don't know why we can't just maintain dominance over a whole game of football. Like we, we don't seem to be able to do it. And I I do kind of think Luke might be right in Conte's holding us back, but I just part of me just thinks Conte just wants to get the win confirmed, go one nil up, and then just like stroll through the rest of the game. So I can't. Part of me doesn't think that he's intentionally doing it. Whether it's happening by chance anyway, I guess the proof's in the pudding, isn't it? But um, but how long has it been since we scored in the first half of a football match? I don't even remember. I can't even because we, we we've gone behind in most games. Uh, I mean, we finally broke that curse. But yeah, it's just I, I don't know what it is why we can't just start aggressively and then chill in, at the end of the game. We have to do the reverse, which is obviously the worst did, for your health. Did any of you hear the fans singing? How shit must you be? We've gone one nil up. Oh yeah, it was what they were singing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got to be honest. Against Palace at half time, I, I, I remember. I don't know whether I went in the kitchen to knock up some dinner or whatever the fuck it was, but. I remember thinking I'm going to turn this off, like because there's only one there's only one winner in this game. Like we're we're playing awful. Palace are shite. Uh, you know they're creating. They they look like they're going to score at some point. We we, we can't keep this up if they're just going to keep. Camp, camp, well, we're camped in our own, you know, not even our own half, our own third. Uh, and it was just like yeah, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can stomach another game like like Villa. Uh, but you know, as as we always do, we sit sit it through and. Lucky enough, they came out all right in the second half, didn't they? They started quite well in the first three or four minutes. And you thought, I had more of the same. Then out of nowhere, we score. We go one nil up. And you think, fucking hell, that's, uh, that's been a long time since I've seen that. And then it was we were just coasting after that. It was like a yeah. different team. It was, it was the, you know, the old saying goes, the monkey off your back. I'm not quite sure what the, and the analogy is there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he made a few changes. I, th- I think, I don't think, obviously, you know, We've had some injuries. Skip doesn't look ready for to me. He didn't look ready against Villa, I didn't think. And he definitely didn't look ready against Portsmouth. He looked quite shaky against Portsmouth. Um, but, you know, the, when he made them changes towards the end, when he put Sar on, I thought, you know, that he looks he looks good. And he kind of, he shot up our midfield a little bit in that he was able to take the ball forwards, you know, 10, 15 yards on his own without having to, you know, just get the ball and pass it because he's petrified of getting getting tackled. He was he was actually making forward runs, intelligent passes, and when you when you ain't got midfielders that are just passing sideways and backwards, they're actually look, looking through the ball forwards. It allows the game to progress and it, and it speeds it speeds everything up like by you know twenty where it take like twenty or thirty seconds to get the ball from A to B or to to C. Someone who's willing to carry the ball forward, someone like Musa, it, it, it just unsettles the whole team and everyone else is, I don't know if I'm talking bollocks, 
But do you know what I mean? When, when it's just passed backwards, sideways, back to the goalkeeper, back to the right back to centre back, and you just see it getting moved around, you just think like these the, the opposition is settled now. But you've got a defender who's uh, a midfielder who's looking to drive forward with a ball and, and and actually play a play a pass into into the strikers. It moves the game along, and it's something that I've not seen from any of our midfielders for ages. Like Bentacore usually does it when we're two 0 down. Do you, do you not see what? Do you not, do you not yeah, no, do feel I, that? I do. I do agree with you. With Saar, he's um, yeah, he looks to drive forward. He looks to. He looks like he actually wants to score a goal. Do you know what I mean? It, like it, to get the ball forward into a, a position where we can actually have an a, opportunity to score. Well, well, it's like if you if you kind of. Sorry to use like analogies, like, but if he was in a game of chess, he's looking, he's looking three or four plays ahead. In that, he's not trying to pass backwards and sideways. He he wants to move in into the right position so he can help the team. I'm well impressed with him. I don't want to bone, bone too much because obviously he's like 20 or 21 years old. But I did like the look of him against Palace, and I did like the look of him against uh, Portsmouth. They're talking about loading him out today, but you know we'll see where that goes. I mean, I hope we don't. And I know Conte wouldn't have played him if he had no other choice. But the fact that he's quite young and hungry as well, like he's he's ready to fight for it. He looks like he looks more composed than anyone I've seen in in ages in our midfield, including Hoiberg. Maybe not Bentoncourt, but yeah, I, Conte would never have brought him in if we didn't have the injuries we had. And our midfield just looks fresh for it. Like it really, as you said, like looking forward forward passes. Trying to trying to impress, like I feel like Hoiberg tries hard, but he knows he's starting the next game, and like I mean, I, I was hoping we'd see a bit of that sort of energy from Basuma, but again, he's not really shown that drive that he had at at, at Brighton. So yeah, hopefully, Sar gets a few more minutes. To be honest, he he just looks like a breath of fresh air for our midfield that we he have. Does, he does look good. He does look good, and and, and, and Brian Hill as well. He's he, he looked very good in both games. To be fair, yep. Um, so again, it's that thing when we've got a, when we've got a full uh, strength eleven ready to pick from. Are these guys even going to get a look in? Probably not, especially if we bring any 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 players in. I mean, the players we've been linked with are uh, have we got? I think Trossard we've been linked with and Pedro Porro. Yeah, so Malinowski's I mean, finally gone. Yeah, we still get linked. Thank with him, even God. though he signed for someone else. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that that was one of the pluses for me. There, there were a lot of pluses in the Palace game. To be fair, I mean I know I just talked a complete load of shite about about uh, Saar, but I did. Uh, it's good to see a midfielder that isn't exactly the same as what we've got. Uh, I thought um, Basuma was going to be more like that, but we haven't seen it from Basuma yet. Maybe maybe we will, you know, in time. I don't know what. Maybe he's just adjusting to the, the way Kone sets up. Yeah, I mean. Everyone was hyped when we signed him, but I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything as, as yet. Um, we've obviously, yeah, Harry Kane. Obviously, you know he's banging form. Uh, again, he's what two goals away from 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 Greaves's record, or is it? Two, no, he's one goal away from Greaves's record now, and he's two goals one away. Goal now, I think one goal from Greaves, two goals from two hundred Premier League goals, isn't it? And who's next? <laughs> Yeah, it's set up. It's set yeah. up to get to get to get to get the records, isn't it? It's set up for that game. But you know, we're like whenever there's something right in front of us, like we normally fucking choke. Uh, so yeah, I mean, other than that, was there any any, any other kind of positives you'd take from that game, Bones? Uh, 
Um, no, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago, like it's, it's not really fresh in your mind now, is it? It's like, yeah, we got the win, 4 0, fuck it, let's have it. Like, we're just happy to get a nice big scoreline that we don't usually see in a clean sheet. I thought, um, I mean, it's good that Sonny finally scored. Uh, felt like it feels like ages since he has. Yeah, he's got to come and, alive uh, soon, thought, surely. Hopefully the next week or this weekend. Um, and I thought Doty was pretty good as well. I thought like he took his goal quite well and he was playing like a proper wing-back, I thought, with Hill. Yeah, got for, good understanding there. I forgot that he scored as well, yeah. To be fair, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who lines up against against Arsenal, whether he goes with Royale or, or whether or Doherty starts. So, man of the match against, against Palace... Oh, it's, it's got to be, be Kane. Yeah. Yeah, he was nasty in the second half, wasn't he? Clinical. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys, wherever you said you didn't watch the Portsmouth game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did. I saw the goal, it. but yeah. Yeah, it, it was a pretty shit match, to be fair. It wasn't, it just was like a bit of a family affair kind of FA Cup, cheap tickets. Everyone's taking their, their wives and their kids along for the to the game, which is which is good. You know, it's a good opportunity. To, you know, because tickets aren't cheap, so it's it's good for, to get your kids in there. Some sometimes with these games, but it does affect the overall atmosphere of the games because it was a bit flat in there, um, and it just didn't really feel like a an anything game. And Kane's goal was was literally the only bit of quality in the match. Yep. Um, so I don't really think there's much to talk about in that game other than, yeah, it was a good goal. It was a good goal from Kane. And I, I think as well to sort of carry on from what you were saying, I thought um, the note, the the players of Saar and um, Gill, they were they were the notable um, noble mentions in that they game. Both good. Yeah, they. You'd they expect impressed. them to turn up against League One opposition. I wouldn't. You would expect, but if they can't, but you know, everyone, you know, it's, it's yeah, there are there, there, there's been bigger upsets than than that in FA Cup. But, but I tell you what, a good thing is a good sign with Sarah and Hill Gill, however you pronounce it, is it's hard for young players who aren't getting many minutes to come into a side that isn't playing particularly well, playing with no fluidity, um, very flat. And for them to be able to grasp their opportunity, because if the team's not playing well, then it affects them. But for them to come in and they, I think they showed a bit of passion, a bit of desire. And for them to be like sort of noted as probably men of the match in the Portsmouth game and to be highlighted in the um, in the Palace game, I think it bodes well. It's, it shows that they can come in and affect a game when we're, when the other players ain't really up to snuff, ain't playing like they should be playing. So that mm. was encouraging for me. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, other, than, other than what you've just said, there's not really much else to, to go on in that game. Uh, we've got Preston North End in the next round. Away, isn't it, I think? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it, it'll, be, it'll be good if he sticks with, like, a, a, young, a younger side and the players that are on the fridge. I was I, I was disappointed not to see Spence. But I, I, didn't, I don't understand why he didn't start. Uh, I, got, I got cussed out a bit for showing Spence a bit of love in one of the groups. 
you know, you got to take a bit of stick every now and again, I guess. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why this is the perfect opportunity to give him a run out, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's actually toilet. I mean, <clears throat> from the people I know that support championship sides, they said he was one of the best players in the league last year. So you think he could handle uh, a club like Portsmouth, you know, in his stride. But whatever, man, you know, if Conte doesn't think he's ready and he wants to give Raul minutes to try and win over the crowd, then, then it's saw, fine, isn't it? I saw on uh, on social media that, I mean, Sessegnon and Royal got loads of abuse. Like, were they were they particularly bad? Or I think Sessegnon, I'm kind of giving up on anyway. But... Sessegnon not once beat his guy on the, uh, you know, his, his guy that he, he was playing at what, right back, right centre centre defence. Yeah, he didn't get, he couldn't even get a crossing beyond him. It was Sessegnon. Sessegnon looks like a little boy that they've just plucked out of a school football team. Like he's what he's like, you know, like Charlie Chocolate Fletcher. He's, he's got the golden ticket from his Wonka bar and he's and he's somehow found this this situation where he's playing in a Premier League team. And there's no doubt that he he's he's got ability, but you know, he's he's he just looks a bit out of his depth to me. Uh and it's 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 got to be a confidence issue because he's played at this level before with Fulham. And he's been doing it like for Fulham since he was about fifteen, so it's, it's a bit of a strange one, really. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was was he playing like winger for Fulham though when he was scoring all them goals. Because I think he was always of... like a left wing back, and then they kind of played him. Maybe maybe he'd, he'd be better suited in a team that keeps the ball. You know, sticking yeah, at someone, sticking at someone, you know, like how we used to be under Poch or maybe someone like, you know, Arsenal or City or someone like that, he could probably do a job for them because he'd, he'd be more or less camped in in their half. You know, he wouldn't, they'd have such, playing such a high line that he isn't up and down the wing constantly knocking his bollocks out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe maybe that that'd be better suited for him because yeah, I don't, it's 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 definitely not working for him at Spurs. So you got to assume that when Udogi comes in, who's having a fucking mad season in 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 Italy, that he's going to be first pick. Or uh, you know, to be fair, Perisic Perisic isn't having a bad season. I saw something online the other day, whether it was on Facebook or fucking Insta or whatever it was. It was sad. It was the worst transfer eleven of 2022-2023 season, right? And Perisic was in there, and I was like, oh, I think that's a bit harsh. Yeah. I mean, there was a, quite a few Arsenal players in there, so you got to assume it was some fucking gooner dickhead who's put it together. But Perisic was in there, and I was like, I think he's got like in all competitions, like I think he's got about nine assists. Yeah. Across all competitions yeah. this season, like I, I can't see how that can be considered a flop. Yeah, you know, he's not, he, he hasn't got legs like a fucking racehorse anymore. Um, I don't think the bit defensive was ever part of his game, really. I think he was kind of molded into a wing back by, by Conte. And I don't think he ever played there before. If I'm, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure. I didn't follow his career up until he came to Spurs, really. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm certain nine assists in all competitions that, you know, not even the midway point of the season is it would be normally seen as a fucking good start to the season. Yeah, it's a flop. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, that's just me. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the, these these things are created by dickheads usually, and there was a fair few Arsenal players in there. So, oh, sorry, in, oh, a fair few Arsenal players in the in the best uh, eleven of the, the season. So you got to see, you got to say that it's probably a gooner put it together. Um, 
there was some good stuff on the socials, right? But because it was like a week ago, I've fucking I've got loads of pictures of stuff from work and <laughs> other things in here, like. Um, but yeah, this this one was. That's one of them. That's one of them. There's, there's one that is just a fucking beauty, like. But I need to find it. Yeah, I don't know where it is. I need to find it. It was so good. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is after the Palace game. This is some dude called Jason, right? And he's on one of these Tottenham pages that I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in the uh, group of. And he goes, this is after Palace, I'm just beating 4 0. In my opinion, Conte needs to go. The results are not good enough, but that's not the main, the main reason behind why I want him gone. He's dangling our beloved football club on a string. He thinks he's bigger than our club. And the impression I get from him is we are lucky to have him. Almost like he's doing us a favour by being there. No! We are doing you a great honour in letting you be in charge of our football club. He jokes and laughs in interviews when we win, but throws his toys at the pram saying he don't know if he wants to be here when things don't go well. His, tactic, his tactics don't suit our players, so instead of switching the tactics to play us to our strengths, he keeps his boring defensive tactics because he's too stubborn to change. Either get on with it or shut up and get lost. Bring Potch home. How he ends? Paratici can fuck off as well. Whoa. Bonesy. Um, well, I think we, we sort of... Did we talk about it last week? I mean, we did, but that was before the Palace game. And I mean, after the Palace game, I wasn't even thinking anything like that. No. Nah. Poch was a distant memory after the Palace game. I was back to all hail fucking Caesar, fucking Conte again. Like Maybe, maybe he wrote that comment after the Villa game and just took ages like this... Like this episode tonight to post it. <laughs> he was still typing in it. He started typing yeah. on, the week, on the weekend, and he, yeah, maybe perhaps. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's surely like draft. that's pretty extreme, though, isn't it? I mean, that is quite extreme. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, he's just he's just a bit. He's a week too late in what he's saying. I like when he goes no exclamation mark and then just carries on like. What was that? What was that character that um, Harry Enfield used to used to have in his in his skit? He used to do that. You don't. Uh, oh, I know. I know the one you mean. Um, have a uh, think about it. Come, come back. Come back to that one later. Have a think about yeah. it. What's the other guy used to do it with? Oh, Paul Whitehouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Paul Whitehouse. Spurs supporter. Club for a white trade. Apparently playing Grandad in the Fools and Horses musical. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not anymore. Les Dennis is doing it. Oh, yeah. Les Dennis is taking I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we go. That's fucking well off topic. Uh, right. So, yeah, there was something else on the socials as well that I wanted to pull up as well. There was there was, there was some geezer digging out sun. And then he, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to read it. I can't bother to give it in the air because it's bollocks. But he was digging out sun and he didn't get any traction on, he, on his comment, right? So he posted the same comment again, but he changed it to Kane. And he was basically saying, Kane's had a poor season. He's been shit. And it was like, well, I don't know where you've been, mate. I don't even want to give that in the air, to be honest. That was nonsense. Um, there's but the so many people sh- that, Sorry. There's what? so many people out there that know they can just get clicks for it. They mate. Yeah, they that shit and they'll get a few likes or whatever. It's, it's, it's nuts, to be honest. And, and a lot of it is that. It's about getting traction on your, on your posts. But like... 
Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, I, I stroll through the the, uh, the socials like after most games. Sometimes at half time, if if we've been playing particularly well or particularly shite, which has usually been the case recently, and I scroll through just like Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Some of the stuff that you read is like, mate, are they, you can't you can't be a Spurs supporter. You can't be like you wouldn't write that. Like, but I bet I bet they are. Like some of them, just fucking complete fucking. Nobbeds. Um yeah, so Qatari stuff, like I don't know too much about it other than Daniel Levy's denied denied some of it that the conversations even took place. But so what I mean, Rav, do you know much about this stuff? I don't know. Like is it some guy uh, who owns a stake in PSG wants to come and spend some money at Spurs? I read I read a little bit, um, and it, it kind of changes every other day. But yeah, obviously Spurs have denied it. But basically, I think if you own a football club in the UEFA sort of group, then you can you can only own a minority stake in other clubs. And so I think what I read was he was looking to kind of buy 25% of Spurs and try and probably get into the Premier League. And um, to be honest, we're quite attractive. We're quite attractive to buy. It'd be good investment. I think 25% would cost like a billion, I read. Because I think if we're worth like four to five billion, then like, yeah, twenty five percent. That's a lot of money there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there'd be no what, excuses. What, other than the pitch, no other than the pitch, right? You know what I mean, other than other than, other than that stadium, right? What, what, where, where does where's this value coming from? I think it is from just purely the stadium and how much money it generates over mm. the years. I don't know what like, and I don't know Champions League nights, good infrastructure. You got to get into it. Cinemas, first. we got we got to do cinemas. Cinemas. Um, apparently, yeah, Levy wants to like build like cinemas and like flats around the area, so that might be part of it. I'm not sure. Cinemas. I don't know if, you, if Spurs own that or Enoch own that. To be honest, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it will like because he, he was also looking at United and Liverpool. Uh, apparently, well, that's the thing that they're, they're trying to sell, aren't they? Yeah, if he's trying to invest in any sort of club, it's going to be more likely them two than us, isn't it? Really, mm. like the London thing might work, but they're again, the two biggest yeah. clubs in the country, aren't they? So they're always yeah, going to have they're always going to have a bit more of a, a bit more. Yeah, what what's your feelings about it anyway? How do you feel about it? Because you know, there's obviously been a lot said about the the, the, the Qatar World Cup, uh, human rights and all that stuff that kind of went along with with it, you know, the, the fact that they didn't kind of adhere to any kind of standards or regulations when they were knocking up their stadiums and people died and I think they've covered it up a little bit, but yeah, it's in the thousands, whether it's the tens of thousands or like a few thousands, it's de- there's definitely a lot of people lost their lives during the, the you know, the, the, the work that went into preparing their stadiums. Do you care about that kind of money coming into to our club or or what? Bunsy, do, do you give a fuck if, if if it yields some fucking silverware? I mean, I I'd rather I'd I'd rather not. Um, I yeah, and it's it's I always hark back to the Poch era. The Poch era was so sweet because we done it. We done our buying or selling and our building the right way do you know what I mean we had free transfer windows where we didn't buy anyone no but, but to get to get to that level when we that's were the right way for leaving no no yeah okay yeah 
when we were getting on that door and I was like, no, this is how um, getting a successful football side should be. It should be one or two players here, one or two players there and getting a team together, a manager that's got a philosophy and an idea on how to play and that all the jigsaw pieces fit together and it doesn't take buying the best players. A bit like, I mean, the fairy tale when Leicester won it, like that's what you want. Like even though it was at the expense of us in many ways, but that's as a football fan, that's what you want, isn't it? You want a manager who finds a way of winning, finds a system, and yeah, not just ah oh, fucking oh, so and so's bought a player for a hundred million. Oh, they've bought another one for eighty million. Oh, they've do you know what I mean? And just buying the league because. So what you you're look, saying is you want to see Arsenal win the league. No, I don't want to see. Of course I fucking don't. <laughs> Sounds like you say you're not, you're a team that's done it without any kind of financial doping, a manager that's playing the right way, brought the players in that he wants to bring in, <laughs> got rid of some players. Kind of sounds but like what's happening at Arsenal. But they've spent a fair bit of money the last few years, haven't they? No, they have, they have. But they're not, I mean, they've got money, uh, but they haven't but, had money for for, 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 a, for a long time. You know, have they got, you know, have they got that fucking, that fucking oil money? I mean, they're, they're sponsored by Emirates, so what, what, I don't know. What, I don't really give a fuck what they've got, but have they got the big money that the other clubs have got? I don't. They, I don't think they have. I don't think they can. I, don't, I, I think they had a Russian and an American, didn't they? As their main. Yeah. I mean, they don't mind spending big wages down there. That's 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 for sure. I mean, they, they, they've stuck a few of the guys down there on three hundred grand a week. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, like. Almost every billionaire is going to have skeletons in their closet at this point, aren't they? Um, and I think I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you guys think our fans will just sort of like Newcastle have, like City have, like Chelsea have? Once we start winning trophies, well, we won't really give a shit about any of this. Stuff well, cause... me and Luke were actually talking about this. Is good. This is a very good point. Me and Luke were actually talking about this earlier, and. It, we basically said, look, there's a loving for Newcastle at the moment. No one's even questioning that, you know, they're, they're, they're being financially doped. They're a shit team with no identity, no fucking quality. There's no, nothing going on. Like, they've had, they've had managers come and go, like, and, and decent, what, recruitable managers they've had down there. They've had Benitez and a couple of others. But they've had this money thrown at them, and all of a sudden, they, they, they escaped relegation last year. They made a few signings and managed to get out of it. Kieran Trippier, he's been brilliant for them. Gamirish. Um, and they've brought Eddie Howe in, and, and, and they're a changed team and everyone's championing it like oh Newcastle everyone's like absolutely jizzing in their pants the second happens to Spurs they'll fucking do something they'll change the rules that you're not allowed to do it that's not fair no 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 can't have that can't have that no 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 this is getting out of hand now and, yeah. we'll, and, we'll, and we'll be the fucking whipping boys we'll be the martyrs mm. that, that, that get you know I mean get bent over and spanked for it just because that's the way it always goes. So I don't want to be like, oh, but it's pessimistic. But it, it, it does it does seem that way. If it ever happens for us, I won't give a fuck about it. Man. I, I, I couldn't give a fuck where it comes from. Like, if it means that we can start competing and we've done things the right way, like Luke says, and, you know, it didn't yield, yield any results, I'd like to see that, that that come again. But I think if you're going to sit at a big, the table with the big boys and you want to win the trophies, just look at the teams that win the trophies. You know, Leicester, yeah. Leicester were a freak, as Carragher said. They were a freak. You're not going to see that again. I don't no. think. And no. all I'm saying is, if you want to sit at the table with the big boys, you want to win 
and, and now it isn't just about winning trophies. If you want to be in the Champions League, you need you, Newcastle are up there with 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 the other the financially dope sides like Chelsea and and City. United have got money. Liverpool have got well. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with Liverpool. They've got some weird thing going on at the moment. But if we if we want to be up there, then then surely we need we need some big investment. I mean, the stadium's bringing in some money. We worked out if you if you averaged each ticket at what what would you say fifty or sixty quid a ticket in that stadium, it works at about four million a, a game just on tickets. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's like. Fun. That's the base level ticket as well. Like the corporate tickets are probably paying like 200 a game. They're the children's tickets. Yeah, exactly. That's the kids and the the concessions. And I think think I've said it before, um, and it's really, it's the episode with regards to Newcastle. I've said it before. Levy needs to to quote the um, the title of the last episode, shit or get off the pot. Because it's only going to be a, year, a season or two before their Champions League, and it will be at the expense of us if we don't act now. Yeah, no, you're right. That's, that's exactly the point I was making. If we want to sit at the big table, continue to be up there, then we've got to find someone who's going to get get the naming rights sorted out. And look, Qatari guys, give us your money. Is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm all over that. I think yeah. If that, and, if that happens, then good. Happy days. And I think. Look, I think what the the investment isn't just going to be players because like what what we're seeing with Chelsea and Newcastle is they're poaching all the so I think Chelsea have robbed all of Brighton's scouting network pretty much I think Newcastle have taken some of some of Brighton's uh, infrastructure as well so they're they're kind of poaching all the development talent as well which if we want to carry on the way we we try to be now. And try and get the young talents before any anyone else finds them. It's going to be impossible. So we really have to think like, what do we want as a club? Do we want to build like a potch team, which isn't really doable anymore, or do we want to just actually compete and pay the money for players that like Poro should have been bought? If we if we're looking to get him, he's got a release clause that isn't that expensive. Just go get him. But I think we're still going to try and operate in the way that we always have, which is why we, we keep getting left behind. I think, to be honest, what, 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 what are you thinking? Are you, are you going to take, would you take that money happily? Like no, no kind of moral compass issues or question marks hanging in, in over your head. Like, are you, are you happy there? Would you, are you, are you taking that money basically? Would you carry on supporting Spurs as you were supporting now with, with that kind of big money dick in your ass? I, I, yeah, I think I like to. I like to think they'd be a bit hollower and a bit like, oh, this, this doesn't feel the same as it did under Poch or anything. But I think we win that first FA Cup and then we start winning leagues. I think you forget about it after a while, don't you? Like, I think that's, that's what's happened with everyone else. Well, the, the thing is, the thing you both touch on is, and, and I've said it as well. Uh, we we talk about Poch. Do we need to move on from Poch? I feel like. Us yeah, a club. Absolutely. I think maybe this is a subject for another podcast. Do we need to move on from Pochettino? Have we have we all got this Pochettino hangover? We can't let go. But, see, the thing is though, right? I think the fans have, but at the moment, more importantly, Daniel Levy has got a Pochettino hangover. And I've said it before, he couldn't believe he, he struck gold. He couldn't believe his luck with what Poch done for us. And that's why Mourinho couldn't 
couldn't do it with us. And that's probably why Conte's not going to be able to do it with us because we're, we're, still, we're, we're still in rebound mode. But it's Levy. Levy likes to run his squad on a shoestring. Champagne football, but on a shoestring. And yeah. And I think I, I think that's I think I think that's it. Like it, it's we we actually probably did apart from the trophies have everything that we'd want as a as a football supporter with your club. I've never yeah, been happier uh, in my life. I've never been happier yeah. in my life. Nah, not, yeah. Well, we had what we had a. a, a a fan of the club come up and be like the best striker in the league. Son came through, great guy, and we loved him scoring. Ericsson and Ali were great to watch. We had it all, and we, yeah, we we didn't kick on because we didn't want to invest. And that kind of answers the question because it's like if that's that's the best we're going to get, it's the best time we've all had. We've all just said it, and we didn't feel like we should kick on from there. Then we need new owners as we've said every week for for a while so yeah I'd probably welcome it to be honest just just for that change to be honest I honestly remember them in them days right when we were properly just hurting teams every week I remember walking down the street line it, I suppose it might have even been in playing it might have been a fucking it might have been an international break or something I mean, I've been walking down the street and thinking fucking I suppose a wicked man I suppose a wicked <laughs> I've been walking down the street just like whoa happy just like mate I don't, I don't, I've never had that in my life. I just it didn't it didn't matter how shit my day was at work. It didn't matter whatever the fuck was going on in my life. I'd just be like, fuck no, man. I could I could almost said them ballet, man. Where, and you, where, did, where did Harry Kane come from? Like fuck, you know, this is this is wicked. You'd walk into the pub, innit? it? Big smile on your face, few beers, and know you're gonna be entertained and you're gonna win a game of football, but you're gonna see some great football and some great goals along the way. Oh, mate. We got it too soon, didn't we? Flew, we, we flew too close to the sun, didn't we? Fucking bless us. Mm. You know what I mean? All right. Well, I think it's, it's clear to, to say... Well, to be fair, it isn't clear, actually. I, I don't think we even got anywhere near a clear answer from either of you two. You kept harping on about, on about fucking Pochettino. Um, <laughs> I'll back it. I'm, I'm going to back it now. I'm you're in. It. Your ball's in. I want it. All right. Bonesy, are you in? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop supporting us. And if... You lift if lifting that trophy, or if uh, if we did win the league and we had major investment to get us there, you know, every Tottenham fan would be jumping up and down, going do lally, wouldn't they? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Football you wouldn't feel bad if you found you wouldn't feel bad if you found out like he had a he had a, 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 a some sort of fracking facility that was run solely by children and there was like a death rate of a hundred kids a month dying. Oh. You would be, be all right with that. You'd yeah. just be like <laughs> did Spurs beat Arsenal? Yes. They did. Just ignore that. Ignore then, that shit. I didn't hear that I didn't oh. hear that question. Let's move on. <laughs> This is all hypothetical. This, I'm not saying yeah. this is happening. This is not. This is not. There's no accusations or allegations here. This is just hypothetical. I just want to know where Bones's moral compass lies. You know me. I don't answer hypothetical questions. But you know these these are things, isn't it? You know because these. I'm not saying these are the questions. I obviously took it to the extreme there, but there's a lot of shit getting slung at. You know, especially in the summer of the World Cup, the winter for the World I mean- Cup. I mean, the, the one the one thing I will say, sorry, Rev, but the one thing I will say, right, is 
I don't, where we are, you look at what we've got, right? We've got one of the best stadiums in the world, one of the best training facilities in the world. You said that last week. Right. We've got, we've got a half decent squad, a half decent squad. We're not that far off. Do you know what I mean? Like, Daniel Levy has managed to build all this infrastructure with the with the deals and the investment. Normally, to be able to finance a stadium and a training facility like we've got, you'd need Qatari money, but we haven't had that. So a, few people need think... to die. a few people need to die for us to... To, to no, but, luxuries, of course, yeah. I, I agree with that. A bit no, of blood on but, your hands. That's gonna happen. No, yeah, you, I don't think you. I don't think you listen to what I was saying. We've we've <laughs> we've got to where we are, knocking on the door without Qatari money. So Levy's knows how to invest or to get investment in. Because look at where we are. It, it's not going to take that much more to get us where we want to be. It's so I don't think we need Qatari money coming in. I just think we need we need some investment, but I think we need Levy to loosen the purse strings at the right time. He's done it for the majority of Daniel Levy at Tottenham. I thought he I thought he's done a decent job, but whenever we're there on the cusp of something and need a bit of investment from him to push on to go to get that next step, he pulls back. And he tightens the purse strings. When we're in shit, a shit state and we're in trouble, in fear of relegation, he'll fucking splash the cash. He does. He just needs to do it in the right moments. I think. I think. Yeah, I think he needs to do it in the right moments. He's just. Do you, do you think the money's there? I, I, know, I know we talk about Levy. Just, just. Oh, you need to spend your money. You fucking, you fucking tight cunt, and all this. You're here, and you know, there's a lot of anti-Semitism gets slung out, which I, I don't agree with, but. That's that's the kind of rhetoric you hear from uh, some quarters of the fan base. Um, do you think the money's even there? Do you reckon we've got it to spend? Do you reckon we? Do you reckon we could just throw like eighty million at a, a player and three hundred grand a week? Do you reckon we could do that? I, well, I, was, I, 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 I was, sorry, mate. Go on. Go on. No, you. Oh, I was all right. Um, I follow the the Tottenham Hotspur Trust and. Um, they they are obviously are asking questions of Levy at the moment, and one of the questions they asked was so basically we have yearly financials released every year, and apparently they've decided to release it after the January transfer window, because I reckon we're going to be in mega profit. Uh, I think we know that. I think we already know that we're in mega profit, but they they don't want to release it during the window, maybe tactically to not drive any players' price up. But also, it's a bit like, it's a bit like, come on, like, are you trying to pull the wall over our eyes or something? I'm glad you brought that up, Rav. To yeah. be fair, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually screenshot the uh, the letter that they sent to Daniel Levy, so I can I can I can well I can read some of it out if if that you know I don't know if you saw it, Luke. Did you see it? I I saw some bullet points, and I was, yeah, I saw what Rav said about oh, it being released in February Paratici to release a statement in February but I only saw bullet points so people listening who didn't see the, the the letter that they wrote leaving from the fans trust dear Daniel Donna I'm assuming that's his missus or someone else is on the board who's Donna you know who Donna I, is I think she's like second in charge is that that woman that was on the documentary that old yeah, looking so. horrible looking thing alright I think so yeah so 
Dear Daniel Donner and the THFC board, we are writing to, we are writing to you in the light of the growing support or concern about the situation at Spurs. There are many concerns around the direction of the club, on-field results and performances, the current managerial situation, investment and transfer strategy. This is exacerbated by a lack of communication with supporters. These questions reflect the concerns raised by us, the Spurs supporters, and the issues which they wish us as official independent supporters trust to raise with you. We urge you to take this opportunity to engage positively with the concerns of Spurs fans and provide open and constructive answers to these questions. And it goes on to say, will the club share its medium and long-term strategy for both success and off the pitch? How is the club measuring progress and how does it judge uh, blah, 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 blah. how does it judge current outcomes against those me- measurements? Two, the manager employed by the club has not signed a new contract and tells us that we should lower expectations about our on-field outcomes. He has, publicly, he has said publicly that the club needs to spend big money every window just to compete. How does this align with the board's philosophy for achieving success? Uh, Three, are you satisfied with player recruitment in recent transfer windows and with the performance of youth team, uh, youth teams and the development of the supply of younger players through, through to the first team? Are there any plans to improve this? And finally, does the club have a plan for further investment to ensure the club remains competitive on the pitch in face of substantial additional investment by other Premier League, Premier League clubs? Is the club closer to securing a naming rights provider? Is there a plan for further investment from Enoch or from other potential investors or buyers, yours sincerely, Tottenham Hotspur's trust. So yeah, I mean, it's it's basically what we all talk about on a regular basis, really. Um, I quite like the Tottenham Hotspur's uh, the supporters' trust. To be honest, they kind of you know they're doing they're doing the right thing. Whether they get listened to is probably not. Levy just yeah, all right, mate. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like I don't, I feel like they're not really listened to. I, I mean, I was a member a year ago. I just got their newsletters. I didn't do any like campaigning or anything, but. I just wanted to see how much they got listened to. And to be honest, not really. Like, I think he just sort of placates them with sort of meetings that kind of maybe he doesn't even attend. Do they get a seat on the board? Do they get a seat? I think, I think after the Super League thing, it was mooted, but then it never, nothing transpired from it, Mm. from what I know. And yeah, they, they kind of ask these questions in kind of in vain because they don't really get an answer. They, or they get like a kind of a face, like a, a corporate answer. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we Levy could probably turn around and go, yeah, you, none of you need to know any of that. Like it's up, like it's kind of our business. We'll run it how we see fit. But the the reason there is so much dissatisfaction, and we can hear like Levy out chance, is because we don't know. We we can't, we're kind of going downwards quite quickly. And we don't know why. And then the, the kind of managers we're bringing in basically moan about the club the whole time. So what are we? What are we really? What are we really supposed to think? And I think if they answered a few of those questions, I think a lot more people would be more understanding of Enoch and Levy. Where, where we're at now, it's kind of just hit, they're the only thing to blame now, really, from most po- people's point of view. I think there's three. I think you've just got to um, on, on mute, Rev. Uh, there's three. There's three big questions. This this season, uh, it's Conte's contract, it's Kane's contract, and it's who who are we going to sign in January? I think they're the they're the three things that are going to give us immediate answers. But beyond that, I think we're going to have to wait until the summer. I don't think we're going to hear anything. Um, 
I think we need to move on a little bit because we're kind of it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting subject the Qatari investment stuff and it also highlights our own kind of feelings at the club at the moment and a lot of you know I think most most supporters are feeling the same way about you know where we are as a club and what the fuck we're doing right now what our plans are um Gareth Bowles uh, retired this week there's a lot of talk about whether he's the greatest British footballer of all time. Now, I thought that was a good point. And a, f- a few people have pointed out that, you know, he may be the greatest. I- I'm, not, I'm not saying yes or no. I'd like to hear your your uh, your opinions on this. Me and, me and Luke have kind of touched on it. I'd like to see what Luke thinks about it. Now he's had time to think about it because we spoke about it yesterday. Bones, what what what, are you, what do you think about Gareth Bale? Is he, is he the best British player of all time or are you saying no chance? I think as a superstar um, who in the era of Ronaldo and Messi, he was on the cusp of, and he was the only player in Europe and in the world. I had him above Neymar um, and above a lot of players. He was the only one that was being touted that could join those two at the elite when they were jostling for who was the greatest of all time. He, and I think he was the only one that you could sort of go, do you know what? He has got the potential to join them and be at their level and be spoken about in the same vein as Ronaldo and Messi. That season, that season uh, it was AVB's first season. He was on another planet that year, wasn't he? I mean, uh, the, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't even just the performances. I mean, we've all seen what he did to Inter Milan. A lot of people, you know, they, they get fixated on the on the hat-trick he scored in that game at the San Siro. I, I think the game, the, the return leg of that, when we played him at White Lane, he didn't score in that game, but he absolutely destroyed him. It was, it was one of the most devastating performances I've ever seen from any player at Spurs. Or any player ever, and and I'm not even just saying that. That it was ridiculous. Like he absolutely fucked them up, and it's 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 a joy to watch the highlights of that game. The way he just just breezing past players, and it was like wow, we've got a, we've actually got a superstar player here, like out of nowhere. Like he, we knew he had talent, but this is it's like he's realised it. Something something someone's unlocked him. Like, um, Rav, what are you what are your thinkings about him being the greatest British? player all time yeah I, I'm I definitely think he is I think the trophies he's won I mean getting he kind of single-handedly got Wales to the Euros and the World Cup and you kind of have to say if he was English like how different would would England's fortunes look um I, yeah for me he's up there I recently had a debate with some of my mates about who the most clutch player is whatever clutch means but he came up with important goals as well. Like clutch. I think he's too clutch, yeah. So when the going gets tough, he'll score a goal. Like Real Madrid, he brought them back into the game uh, in the Champions League finals against Liverpool and Atletico. That goal he scored against out, out of nothing against Barcelona for Real Madrid. That goal against West Ham for us, where it's just out of nothing, and he scored and we've won the game. And Sunderland yeah, last it. game of the season as well. They did a yeah, similar thing yeah. there, didn't they? It was, just, it was outrageous. It, was, it wasn't a case of if, it was a case of when, wasn't it, in that game? I remember just thinking, <laughs> he's just going to unleash it any second. And, and we all knew he was going. And we didn't really want to believe it at the time. He was far too good for us. We were poo. Um, and he carried us through that season. So I guess the question is, if, if, if it is 
even in question. Who else? Who else is in is in the running for being the greatest British player of all time? I mean, well, you can hop back to the days of '66, and we could talk about Bobby Moore, we could talk about Greaves all day long. But come on, let's in modern football, like in the last in the last twenty years, who who are we talking about here? I mean, not not to not to sound sort of biased. That I, I think you've got to include Harry Kane in that fucking mix. I think you've got to Could be more than players, yeah. It does sound a little bit biased, but I guess there there is there is the, 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 I, I do agree. Harry Kane's been doing it, you know, he, uh, at the top level for what seven years now. I think I think twenty two years old he came onto the scene for us. So seven years he's been consistently banging goals every year. England captain, more or less. Well, I think he is equal. Rooney's is he equal to Rooney's record now? I think he did, didn't he? No, I think he's got one. Yeah. No, Did I don't think he has. No. no, I think I think he equaled it. He's one no. off, I think. No, I think he equaled it. One off. He equaled it with the first penalty. He equaled it with the first penalty. Oh, yeah. 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 So he's um, a goal away from being England's greatest ever striker. He probably you could argue he's England's greatest ever player. I know a lot of people come out and talk about I don't know Brian Robson and probably Beckham, Rooney, uh, Bobby Moore, Gaza. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is up for debate. I'm not going to sit. It does. It, we can sit and be biased all day long. We we have been fortunate enough to see a lot of Spurs players play for England. I think we've got the most capped players from one club. Is it, 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 most players to play for England from one club is, is Tottenham. I'm pretty sure that is a fact. Uh, Rav, hit me up with the stats here, man. Back me up here, man. I know you've been ill, but I need some backup. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know about that stat, but I've just tell me that you agree, and that that will mean it's official. I I, I agree, I agree. Then, then but, that's, um, that's definitely a fact. Then that's I, why I, that's England don't win anything, isn't it? That's why England don't win anything. Oh hell, well, you know, <laughs> he's writing the memes before they even created that. Um, so yeah, so who else, who else is in contention then? If it, but if Bow isn't, if Bow isn't uh, the, the the goat, who who is the goat? I mean, people say like Dalgleish or something, but I never saw him play. Keegan, Keegan, so. I suppose could be up there. He was obviously a bit of a bowler in his day. Was he in Rush any good? I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking. Yeah, like, he was. He was. Champ- Champions League winners. I mean, what Greaves did he win the Champions League? McManaman did. Well, I don't know. I don't remember how good he was. I wasn't really watching football then. Uh, you got, uh, what's, uh, what's his name for United? His yeah. name's on the tip of my tongue. Charlton. Northern Irish, Northern Irish dude. Oh, best. Yeah, best. He's got to be in the mix, isn't he? Surely, I think that mean that would be that would be one that you you could argue that would would be but up Bale, there. Yeah, he's won four Champions League, man. Like that's, that's five far ahead. Five Champions no, League. Yeah. So he's so far ahead that. Yeah, you kind of can't look past it. His name's I mean, in the I, hat. I mean, yeah, I think his name, name, yeah, his name's in the hat. I also think as well. I think yeah, we spoke about it yesterday. It was Real Madrid, the Galacticos. They they buy superstars and they chose Gareth Bale and they bought him um, for world record for world record money. Um, one thing I will say is the I'd say the dynamic of football has changed 
obviously over the decades. So I think you had a bit more of a spread where the top players were. It wasn't necessarily all the top players were in one team. You, like, I mean, look at us when we got, we managed to get like Gary Lineker and Jurgen Klinsmann and stuff like that. Gazar, like, I think there was a bit more of a spread on where the players were playing. They, I don't think they were, they were concentrated in such a small number of clubs like they are today. And I think Gareth Bale moving to Madrid, obviously playing with world class, every player is a world class player. Of course, it just opens the opportunity up for him to win lots and lots of trophies. Yeah, I agree with you. He, he was at the club that, that wins trophies, and you know, but you can't argue that he's been influential in a lot of them, mm. a lot of them games, and a lot of them trophies that he's won. He's had a hand in. There was a there was a meme that was doing the rounds this week, or a tweet that was turned into a meme, and it was like. If Gareth Bale decided not to go to Real Madrid uh, when he did, he would still have no trophies. And it was like, well, actually, actually, he did win the League Cup at Spurs. He was actually at Spurs and he yeah. got a medal. So, yeah. yeah, you haven't done your fucking homework, have you? You're a fucking spiteful little goon of cunts. I was going to say, I think this is a kind of a sad stat, but I think he's the last player to retire from that era. That won that league cup, so I don't think any players are playing now that won that league cup with us. I think I don't think many of them are alive now. Um, but on, <laughs> on that one, on that one, right? So Gareth Bale made his debut against Man United. I've got a bit of a quiz for you now. Gareth Bale made his debut against United in 2007, right? Look at all 2007. Nice, right? I want you to name the first 11 in that team, right? And I'm going I've to give no you no chance. No, no. I'm going to give you a bit. It is hard. It is hard. It is hard. I'm going to give you a clue, right, to every player what nationality they are, right? And I think I know the nationalities. I could become across a little bit racist here because I might not. I might get the nationalities wrong. But yeah, Bell was started. Bell. It was a four-four-two. Bell started on the left, right. And I'm going to start in goal, right? So in goal, England. Paul Robinson. Well done. You're bang on. Right back. French. Jim Bonda. Correct. Come on, Raz. This thing isn't that difficult, is it? <laughs> there we right. go. Centre half. First centre half. Portuguese. Oh, what's his name? Begin with a Q. Yeah, oh, Russia. Ravi's yeah, 100% in. Free for free. Right. Partner my... him. First up. Partner in him. This is this is this one's difficult, right? Because I'm going to say nationality, and you're going to think it's somebody, right? This is the clue I'm going to give you. I'm going to say nationality. You're going to think it's somebody, right? And it isn't that person. And then you're going to think, oh, it must be this person. And it isn't that person either. Who else could it be? So the other centre half was English. Perry. No. <laughs> so I Dawson or Dawson. Ah, see there, you see my logic there. It wasn't Ledley or Dawson. Oh, Anthony Gardner. Uh, correct. See, you got this, oh, man. See, yeah. you, you know, man. You wrote yourselves up too soon. Right, this this is fucking well easy. And I, well, I, I hope, it, in fact, you know what, I might have to Google his nationality here because I feel like I might come across a little bit of a bigot. Um, right, uh, left back, Chinese? Pio? <laughs> Pio, yeah. Yeah. Was he Chinese? I don't know. I, I feel it. like he is Chinese. Uh, no, I think he might have been 
I think was he from Hong Kong? Hong Kong is Korean. Oh, is he? Oh, shit, man. South Korean, yeah. We we definitely sound like racist bigots now. I don't think Hong Kong's even a country, Bonesy. It's a region. I think it's, yeah, it's not a country. It's a province. (laughs) I'm sorry, is is what I'm saying. Um, Again, I'm not sure about this one either. I'm going to say, so on the right wing, I'm going to say French, but I'm not sure. Malbronk. Yeah, correct. Is he French? I think he I was, think he yeah. French. Yeah. Oh, he it, it's, it's, again, it, it, that doesn't make me a racist. It just means that I didn't do my fucking recce when, in 2007. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I I wasn't he, sitting watching Spurs matches with my fucking Atlas. I think he is French. All right, well, you got it right anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, both midfielders were English. Both centre midfields. I feel like Genius has got to be one. Correct. I can't think of who the other one would be. Huddleston. Correct. Again, this is, oh, is, this is yeah, was, man. Yes. You got you smashing it. This should have I should have done a points kind of thing <laughs> for this. Like uh, you guys have done really well. Uh, so on the left, uh, we've already established that up front. I'm not going to give you any clues on this one. Who was up front for Spurs in 2007? Come on, hit me with it. Rob, hit me with it. Robbie, Robbie Kane and Keen and Berberton. Fucking a. There we go. Is that when we lost up there? Did we lose up there? One nil. <laughs> that team doesn't I... sound too bad, to be honest. Well, there you go. There it is. Um, I will send you that in the group so you can see it for your own eyes and you can know that I wasn't lying or whatever. But yeah, that was uh, that was his first game. Um, yeah, I don't know how well he played or how well we played, but that was it, yeah. Um all right, so let's move along to... We spoke about Gareth Bale. He's had a mad career. He scored, there's been loads of fucking videos and shit that have been posted everywhere. He scored some cracking goals and he's probably arguably up there with Kane as being... He's in the top three for me, best Spurs players ever. From what I've seen anyway, that I've watched at Spurs. Um, and those three, if you are interested, would probably be Kane and Berbatov as well. Kane, Berbatov and Gareth Bale. That'd be, that'd be my three. Uh but yeah, let's move on to the North London derby. Right, Je- uh, Ravi, so you you were a bit hesitant about this when we opened earlier. What, what are you saying? Why are you nervous? What's going on? Oh, I, it's just one of them where we're, 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 like, we're not that good at home anymore. Like if, It seems like we lose more home games than we do away games. And I just think they've got a point to prove. From last year as well, they, they were pretty... They, they're going to be pretty pissed off. I hope that Sonny can find some form because we need him in this game. But we have to really just assert our dominance pretty much early on. And before the Palace game, I was even more nervous. But I kind of think hopefully we've got a bit of confidence from that and we can we can change it. But it's always a nervy game. It's always the worst game in the fixture list for me. Both both At both places, theirs is a bit worse for me. But to be fair, if we can start well in the first 10 minutes and get under their skins again, then hopefully we can brutalise them again. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, Kulu's, Kulu's training and we haven't lost this season when Kulu's played. But that is that's facts. That's and I'm, I'm a yeah. facts man. Bonesy, what are you saying? What are you feeling about Sunday? Are you optimistic? Do you think we're going to dick them? I, I do. I I think if... If I... This... Let's have it right. Arsenal are a good football inside. 
they look to win the games and high press. I th- I could see it maybe going similar to it could go similar to how it went last year, where we perhaps hit them on the counter attack. But we yeah, I I think we're going to spend large parts of that game without the ball. So I know, yeah, I, fans, I know fans won't particularly enjoy it. And I think the first, I'd say the first 20, 25 minutes, I've, I've got a feeling they're going to be a tough watch. <laughs> I think they're, I don't think they're going to be confident with that. I think if, if Hazes was playing, I think their, their, their movement with him and Odegaard and Zaka and Martinelli, I think we might not have been able to cope with it. Um, but that being said, they, they're the sort of team that's going to play right into our hands. They're the, they're the sort of teams that we get that we do get results against. Uh, I think without Jesus, I, I think I think I think we 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 will just we'll just catch them on the break, and, we'll, and I think they'll overcommit because I think that's the naive way that Arteta likes to set his teams up. I think he likes to throw the kitchen sink at it for better or for worse, and I think that will play right into Conte's hands. I think I think that that work for us in this game. I think we'll beat him. It's good we had like a week to prepare as well because like if it was like after three days after the last game, like I thought it was going to be, I think we would be a bit screwed. But Conte with a bit of prep time, players have had a bit of a rest. I think they had a couple of days off this week. And I, I did see Saka come off injured in their last game as well. So, I mean, hopefully, I think, do you know what, to be honest, I think if the crowd are up for it, I do think that, that that played a big part last time, as like Gary Neville said. And I think if we if we create a bit of an atmosphere and a bit of noise, boo party every time he's on the ball, I think we I think that we will get into their heads a bit, hopefully. That's what I'm hoping for. We need uh, to uh, yeah. we we need to make that stadium a cauldron, don't we? I mean the the, 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 yeah. the atmosphere was a bit flat against Villa. Obviously we, we lost the game, but it weren't it weren't it weren't great. And again against Portsmouth, but you know what? Well, that was first or third round of whatever the round is of the FA Cup. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be pumping. It's a four thirty kickoff. People are going to be on the piss all day. Plenty of Chang, no doubt, <laughs> flying around. Um, is is Benton Crawford? Do you know? I think that well, Ali Gold has alluded that he is very close to uh, to full training, and but he hasn't. He wasn't seen in training today. I know Kulazeski was training. Um, but they're, they're saying that he will be. I mean, it's that it's, there's a load of fucking nonsense that goes up with it, with this stuff. I mean, it could be just uh, he's keeping it up his sleeve. But you know, do you want to throw him back in, even if 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 he's just ready to start, you know, running again and playing in full training? Do do you throw him back in again? I think you, you do because you think yeah, it's an offline and derby. But if it's over a game, you probably wouldn't. You probably have him on the bench and ease him in quickly. Like what you don't, what we don't want to do is lose him again for fucking three or four weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, but again, because who do you play? I mean, I think Basuma. He, he he had a knock in the weekend. That's why he because he, he was supposed to start against Portsmouth. Yeah, injured I in think, training, weren't he? Who's, who's our, who, think, what's happening here, man? Who's who's, who's our doctors and? And coaching staff, like players getting injured in warm-ups and shit, right? It's fucking nonsense. Well, I think I saw uh, Ali Gold say that the uh, the assistant coach said he's definitely available, which may, and I, I heard someone say, so a bit, a bit of ITK here, that he was just a bit late and Conte was like, nah, you're not playing, you're late. So that's why oh, he's... 
dropped him. That's what I've heard, but I don't know if that's true. It's good. I like that. Could be a like, man with could principles. Could be a load of bollocks. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. You've got to, you've got to have your principles. Um, well, knowing our medical staff, he'll be out for six months now or something. But if it because old um, what's it Ten Hag done that with Rashford, didn't he? Dropped him when because he was late for training or late for a match. So he dropped into the bench. So maybe, you, maybe. You, do, you do have to make examples, like especially when players are taking the piss. Otherwise, everyone just starts thinking this is, you know, this is a fucking yeah. We just do as we please. You know what I mean? You end up and then a year down the line, you end up like Deli Ali. You know what I mean? That's uh, again another yeah. conversation for another day. Again, let's not get yeah. let's move on from Deli Ali. He doesn't play for us anymore. He's not Spurs player. We've got to stop talking about him. We're all so hurt by the past, man. It's all care so about him. I do care about him. Like, I still think about him. It's sad for me to see. That he's getting gunned even in <clears throat> Turkey. He's getting a lot of shit press. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. I don't like it. But fuck him. He's uh, he's not supposed to play anymore. Um, yeah. So score prediction, Bonesy. We'll find the derby. Uh, two one us. Mm, uh, okay, Rev. Ah, uh, three one us. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I'll I think Kane's going to get it. You think he's going to do it? He's going to get a bit between his teeth. He's going to come out like a sick head. I hope so. I'm going to go with Bonesy. I think 2-1. I think 2-1. I think that that they may score first and then we'll just just have to throw the kitchen sink him. And Conte will press the button, as Bonesy said, and he'll go to formation A. (laughs) And that is what he's going to do against Arsenal. Um, The the winning formation he'll go for. Well, (laughs) yeah, cool. I think, yeah, we're... Close to wrap up time there. It's a good place to leave it. Spurs prediction against Arsenal is an average of a two point five one. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't think there's much left to cover. Is there anything you want to want to say, guys? Anything you want to shout out to anyone? Call anyone up? Ask anyone? Nah. Fuck Arteta. Okay. I hate Fuck Arteta. Yeah. He's a dickhead. He just saw. He sort of stands outside his touch like line area, and, and no one says anything. I don't know why. I don't get it, but. Yeah, but this has been episode 20. We've been talking about lots of nonsense as usual. Uh, cheers, Rav and Bones, for coming up here and talking piss cheers, with me and, and listening to my nonsense and silly questions. Luke, I know that you don't like them, but they're going to keep coming. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it, really. So, yeah, I guess uh, let's, uh, let's see a nice win at the weekend. And, uh, yeah. Come on, you Spurs. Fucking A.